Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to that Chelsea podcast for a special episode in the international break. I did have other plans to launch a new series in this international break, but uh, more important things took place over the international break. Uh, and here to talk about those important things, but all that important thing is Tom Coley. Tom from Football London. Tom, how are you doing, my man? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you. Probably the most excited I've been for a podcast potentially ever. I mean, just... To break away quickly, we 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 did our own Eden Hazard special yesterday. Sorry, I've I've ruined it. Um, Stock horror, people! It's Eden Hazard. If you've got guessed by the thumbnail and the episode title, (laughs) bet nobody knew it was going to be. We we did our own Eden Hazard special yesterday, and we have a thing where we basically we don't record um, consistently enough. And whenever Chelsea lose, we basically obviously don't want to record. And when Chelsea win, we tend to find really bad reasons not to record anyway, just in terms of being busy. But this week, like Chelsea won four one at the weekend, and here we are. Not talking about that. We're talking about Eden Hazard. Um, that's you know that's obviously what he what he means to Chelsea fans. Just as a little tangent at the start, that's how this episode's going to go. I think. Yeah, Tom, tell people where they can find you and just and the Blue Crew podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, at Tom Coley forty nine on on Twitter. Um, bit of an Eden Hazard stand page, unofficial right now. Um, because there's an excuse to be right. Um, all my work at football.london, plenty of pieces on Eden Hazard. And then the two people we hope become Eden Hazard like Cole Palmer and Christopher and Kunku, right? Uh, that's what we're hoping for at Chelsea. Fingers crossed. And um, as you say, at, at the Blue Crew Pod one on Twitter as well for other Chelsea uh, podcasts and, you know, sort of perspectives. If um, If that's your thing and this doesn't do enough for you, I'm sure it will. Lovely, lovely stuff. Links will be in the description below. So, right, Tom, let's get to it. When the news broke that Eden Hazard announced his retirement via Instagram, um, obviously, though, I saw it first on Twitter because news aggregator pages were right on it, and understandably. So just what was your initial reaction to it? Because I was just a bit like, oh, okay, yeah. 
Yeah, basically the same. Like, um, I was out on a walk and a friend messaged a group chat and they just put Eden Hazard and I was like, oh, he's retired. But I like I didn't wasn't really surprised at all because basically since he left Madrid, he's basically been retired now for six months already. Um, I can't imagine Eden Hazard's been putting in too much time during pre-season. I mean, he didn't do that when he had an actual team to play for. So you can only imagine what he was like without a team. Um, I just all of a sudden was jumped into this sort of nostalgia mode, which I think basically everyone else did. And I tell you what, Monday, the 10th of of October, Eden Hazard Day needs to become a thing every year because it was amazing. Genuinely, like, for the cesspool that uh, Twitter is, I had an amazing day. Uh, just going through clips of Eden Hazard that I might have forgotten, things that you've not seen before, new compilations, Interstellar and Iron Audi music over his goodbyes all day long. Like, I'm well, well up for that when it comes to Eden Hazard. Yeah, no, exactly. I was, you know, I probably wasn't planning on doing an episode on Eden Hazard, but then I, I, I checked Twitter, I checked TikTok, and it's amazing what happens if you, if you, you know, just put the night we met uh over over a compilation of Ed Hazard. If you if you you put an Arctic monkey song over and Ed has a like whatever, you know, whatever music you put down, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh man. And then I get, you know, getting sent clips of like other fans talking about Ed and Hazard and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, you were I mean you were I knew you were special, but yeah, we'll uh we'll dedicate an episode to him. And it's nice because probably like quite a few Chelsea podcasts that, you know, you know, came up in the pandemic, you know, we never got to talk about Eden Hazard because he'd already left. So this is the first proper time talking about Eden Hazard. I mean, any time talking about him previously on this pod would have been asked by a list of questions with Chelsea's, you know, ailing attacking issues. Would you take Eden Hazard back? And I would every time <laughs> have to say, unfortunately, no. Yeah. So now we get to, and I'd always say, you know, just remember the good times. Just, you know, be grateful that we had him for seven years and remember the good times. And, you know, on this episode, we are going to to do just that and remember those those good times. Um Tom, the summer of 2012 was obviously fairly special. Obviously, I guess just from us for a, a UK perspective, it, it was just to kind of, I guess, sum up how crazy it was. Chelsea won the Champions League for the first time ever, the 19th of May 2012. We all remember that day. There was an Olympics in London. And look, I'm not crazy on the Olympics. But even then, like, you couldn't, just being in this country, you, like, you got swept up by it. Mm. And there was a Euros going on as well. Like there was a Euros. Like I forgot about the Euros. Exactly. Completely forgot about the Euros. We lost Twitterly on penalties. I think that's when <laughs> is that when Perlo and Enkers go hard exactly. And I just remember I'm, I'm the memory of that is because Ashley Cole missed a penalty against Italy because he went the same way he did in the penalty shootout against Bayern Munich. But hey, he scored the most important one in that shootout against Munich. What happened against Italy doesn't matter. But I digress. And that summer was just so exciting. And Chelsea that summer, you know, for Champions Europe, like. Again, I repeat, when you win the Champions League, that feeling is you are just on top of the world. There is no feeling that comes close to it. And that summer, Chelsea, you know, went about their business and, you know, signed some promising young players. It was also worth noticing, before Ed Hazard signed, we had also had the pre-agreement that Marco Marin, the German Messi, was going to join. <laughs> this was before we won the Champions League. Um, you know, so you go, uh... oh, we've got the German Messi joining us as well. And then, Tom, there's, there's this, you know, pretty, I guess, up-and-coming, well-known player. Eden Hazard, on the 4th of June 2012, Chelsea officially confirmed that the club had agreed terms with Lille for the transfer of Eden Hazard. £32 million. Now, I was 13 years old. I was loving life. You know, this is at the point of your life where, you know, I mean, this was just before you, I guess you start, you know, do, picking, the year before you sort of start picking your courses for you're going to do GCSEs or whatever. But life is easy, man. Like, what responsibilities have you got exactly? And, I'm, and you know, everything just felt good. 
so I was absolutely, you know, buzzing. He, this was this, you know, up and coming, this next big talent. He was, you know, the talk of the town, really. You know, he was, yeah, he was the next big thing to come out. You obviously were a bit younger than me, which is, again, I just, but again, which we'll probably go on to later when we talk about how we feel about it and Hazard overall, because I think even like the tiny little gap in age probably will, will show on like how we necessarily view the player. But Tom, how old were you at the time? And how just, what was your like feeling when you you heard that, you know, Chelsea had signed this, this player to join the European champions to add, you know, strength to, to a team, but, you know, which just felt, you know, unbeatable. What well, we did as fans anyway. Yeah. So I was, um, I was 11 years old. Um, I was in between going into secondary. I was going from primary school to secondary school as Chelsea signed Hazard. So, right. It's hard to sort of know how I felt because as I, I said to you before we started recording, I thought Hulk was coming to Chelsea and he was going to be like the best player ever. Right. Um, but the one that it's a very, very specific memory and it's not much, but it's sort of the impact that he had on, on everyone. And, um, my brother is, is 34 years old. So he's a couple of years older than Hazard. So at, at the time he would have been, uh, 24 or something, whatever it is, 24 when, um, when Hazard joined Chelsea and I was deciding who to get on the back of my Chelsea shirt that year. And I asked my brother and he, he just said to me, I remember the, the, the three words and they stick out very in particular. It's just has to, has to be Hazard. That's four words. Um, and he just said, has to be Hazard. And that was it. Like for this team that has just won the Champions League with an aging squad and all of these Drogba, Lampard, Czech, Terry, Cahill, all of these players, you know, Ivanovic in the squad and things like that. And then you just added in this 20-year-old kid and he really was a kid, right? And he acted like a kid and played with complete freedom like a kid. And he just... he Eden Hazard sort of got me really, really, really into football. Um, I was following Chelsea. I really liked Chelsea. It was like my favourite thing. Completely obsessed. But Hazard just gave me this spark. And it was the same with Mata, remember? Like, I remember when we got Mata and the same sort of thing was there. But with Hazard, I remember reading like the Sky Sports headline. It was like Chelsea have beaten Man City, Barcelona, and all of these top teams for Eden Hazard. And at that point, I was like, oh my goodness me, like, wow, this guy. And you sort of, in modern football, right, we, we think, oh, it's going to take them six months to adapt, six months to a year to adapt. We won't see the best of them until X time. You forget Hazard, what, like 15 minutes of his debut, and he's um assisted Ivanovic and won a penalty um against Wigan and it's like oh well this this guy is really good right he he came in and basically just played at a really high level and I'm sure you'll go into the numbers Nick but you sort of you sort of forget those early seasons actually like how impressive he was and how impactful he was like in the league nine goals and 11 assists is that in his first season and it's like what, what? what? how like th- this that Chelsea team didn't get out of the group stages of the Champions League and largely basically w- weren't very good. And yet here is this boy wonder coming from not nowhere. He's still coming from the French league. He was utterly ridiculous. And I'm sure you'll go on to that, but it was just like Hazard fever. And in hindsight, obviously Hazard went on to become the Chelsea attack for that period. He It was the Hazard era and it basically started straight away. And that is how I felt. As a kid that summer, I felt that Hazard fever basically as soon as he signed, straight from the tweet. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And they say, I am signing for the Champions League winner. Um, Yeah, at Lille, 194 games, 50 goals, 53 assists, 
League One Young Player of the Year in his first two full seasons, League One Player of the Year in his last two seasons, League and Cup double in 2010-11. And I believe there's also the story that I think one of his teammates tells. His last game for Lille, he turned up drunk and scored a hat-trick within 30 minutes. And we'll get on to Eden Hazard later and just, you know, his his personality, etc. But you just think, go, wow. And, you know, I won't, you know, I don't want to sort of talk about, well, the Chelsea with Chelsea now, but you look at the sort of 21 year olds Chelsea signing now, and they do not have the career experience or, the, you know, the numbers or even anywhere close to the reputation and pedigree that Eden Hazard had then at a young age of 21. And yeah, his debut campaign in all competitions ended with 13 goals and 24 assists in all competitions and Europa League win his like, medal. Did, did you say 194 games at Lille? And he was, what, what did he join Chelsea as a 20, 21 year old? Yeah. 194 games? Yeah. I think 194 he made his debut, games? Like, yeah. 16 yeah. year old or something made his debut or something that's just mental that's from bleacher report i've got that so yeah that was eight and as i believe age 16 to 21 194 games so that is yeah crazy 13 goals 24 assists in his first season and what i do love about it is as well that i could just in, like because at the time Juan Massa was my guy in that chelsea team like yeah. he was the main man and those like 11 12 he come in the impact he has and 13 and 12 13 as well he's immense and it just allowed like Eden Hazard to not have to be this crucial part. And you could just sort of like go, Matter was the guy you would create, Matter was the guy you would And then Hazard would just have these moments, like just have these games, have these goals where you'd be like, Yeah, okay, he's really really something. It's actually been his following season when Matter goes that he really does take over. And Tom, I don't know if you remember this, but I feel that obviously that's the first season he gets his first Chelsea hat trick, that's against Newcastle. But the game that announces him really if he you know, he was already, you know, quite highly for but it's that game we win at Sunderland 4-3. That is a get he gets two goals and I think he gets an assist as well. And he is just ridiculous. And you look at the goals he scores a game and you're just like, okay. One where he like he cuts inside on his right foot. Yeah. I think he sets up he runs down the line, checks back, chips into Lampard. Oh, to head home, yeah. Yeah. And I, like this is the thing, like we've had obviously, as you say, like I don't really have too many memories of the first season. There's obviously there's the Europa League goal which is amazing. A couple of goals here and there. It's just a bit of a write-off season. Yeah, he just has Chelsea. like he just has some nice moments in a team that basically, you know, gets top four, which was the aim, <laughs> and, you know, has a, wins the Europa League, which is expected after dropping up Champions League. It's just like, it's solid. But you kind of look at those numbers now and you get, you, we'd be delighted if one of these players has it in their debut season now. We'd be like yeah. exaggerating it and like moving like, on it so much. Oh my goodness me. It, it would be... It would be a, a unbelievable levels of these would be career best numbers for anyone in our team exactly. right now. But there's not matter not, just not has the like an insane season, like goals and assist wise, and everyone's like, oh yeah, he's he's the guy. It has it just sort of takes a backseat. But thirteen fourteen, I think, is really where we do see him, you know, really take the leap to that team. Obviously, it's a trophyless season. Just gets to the Champions League semi-finals, but I'll be honest, that's the first. And obviously, we go out the semi-final stage, and that was the first time two seasons in where I was like, yeah, we are going to lose this guy someday. Like that's a first, already two scenes in. I was already like slowly, like by process of resigning because... ourselves to losing him. I was like, yeah, we will lose him because Matter left and he was the key to that Chelsea team. Mm. And he was what, 22, 23 of that stage? He, and he so... was the guy. And yeah, like, he... Lampard was being phased out. You know, we our striker was what, an aging Eto Torres and, and Denver Torres. Like, Oscars had sort of faded a little bit, started to fade at that point after a decent season and a half matter when in the January. So Hazard was the guy. Yeah. And already he, he, at that age, he was the guy for this team. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, like a couple of minutes ago, almost like that. He became that guy. He became Chelsea so, so quickly. And 
obviously, again, I can't really remember the sort of transition in between the seasons. I obviously remember Mourinho came back and he Chelsea... He does also have that, like, good. insane, like, that, if anyone remembers that Super Cup goal against Bayern. Yeah. Which is, yeah. But he, basically, as soon as the 13-14 the season starts, Chelsea looked really good at the start of it. We've obviously got Kevin De Bruyne right at the start. and But all of a sudden, as you say, like Hazard is this team and you just expected him to do these things. And you have memories from that season, the goal against Liverpool and the hat-trick against Newcastle. And like th- these are just things that only people like Eden Hazard could do at the time. And he was competing with like prime Yaya Torre at his very, very best, playing in a bit of a powerhouse Manchester City team. Aguero, two years into his time at that Manchester Silver, City as well. Yeah. yeah, and I guess him and him and Aguero sort of, and Silver, sort of, they were the leaders of, of that, what, that, that three or four year period between sort of 2013-14 and... 2016-17, sort of before De Bruyne and Salah and that lot came in. And Hazard sort of straddled that, but became the guy so quickly. Um, and it was just sort of immense because he was all of a sudden, like even in like that 13-14 season, I mean, everyone remembers him in the 14-15 because he really, again, he just he shot up again another level pretty much overnight. Um, but he scored 14 goals in that season in the league as a winger. And... Like, that's so, so impressive considering the team that he was playing in. Because it wasn't until the the 2014 summer when Costa and Fabregas were signed basically before the World Cup and Chelsea were crowned champions in October. Like, it wasn't until that happened that Hazard really got his first good Chelsea team around him. But before that, he'd still been so good before that. And that's just how good he was that that's what he became he could do things that other players just couldn't do and I can't really think of wingers he said like you look at the 13-14 Man City team you got like Jesus Navas and people like Negredo that they're just like Gareth Bale obviously just before that before he went to Real Madrid there weren't like loads and loads and loads of really really good wingers so Hazard was right up there with some of the best and then this is just before obviously like Alexis Sanchez comes to the Premier League as well and he was right right up there basically the whole time, even before he reaches his sort of first peak in 2014-15. He was still up there with one of the best Premier League players um, at the time. Yeah, and obviously we talk about 14-15, 19 goals, 13 assists in all competitions. Helps Chelsea win their first league title in five years, helps us win the League Cup. Tom, the thing that I guess stands out for me is it will be, that season, Chelsea started that season like a house on fire. We scored six at Goodison Park. Like, again, you're just like, wow. But the second half of that season, kind of really sort of after Spurs away, well, you, we almost get spooked a bit. Yeah. But Costa's level drops off a lot. He gets injured as well. He gets injured and he misses some games. Fabregas does tail off a little bit back end. And Eden Hazard is the guy in that period of run where we, he just helps that Chelsea side get over the line with just immense performance after immense performance. Like, you look at Chelsea scraping wins by the odd goal in that time, and he is always a one getting that goal or setting it up. He is like just in that period it's where like, the, maybe the levels of other players dropped a tiny bit. He's just like maintained and just continued. And he, you know, Chelsea did win that league title comfortably, but the reason it was so comfortable was because Eden Hazard dragged, you know, managed to find something sometimes out of nowhere just to keep dragging that team over the finish line. He, that was immense. And the first potential signs, which we'll move on to later, Eden Hazard carrying this Chelsea team. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of there's three games that without even really thinking of it come to mind. And you've got QPR away 
where an absolutely rancid performance. Fabregas scores the goal, but it's Hazard that sets him. Is it Hazard that yeah, sets Hazard him sets up? Him up. Set, sets him up. I think back to the the Stoke game. He uh, scores. The Char- Charlie yeah, Adam from the halfway line. He scores the. He scores the opening penalty, and I think does he assist? It's the assist. Remy? Yeah, it looks like an easy assist, assist. right? Um, yeah. I think, but it's the I way guess, that he... Yeah, from memory, like Begovic balls us up a clearance, whatever, and has a pounces, but then manages, yeah, square it, it right, and yeah. It was just the way that he was so much sharper than every other player, and he was the basically the only player in that Chelsea team that you would trust to do that, despite it being a really good Chelsea team. And then the Manchester United game at home, where we had, like, the, the lowest possession Chelsea had ever had in a game. Obviously, there's all the talk of the foul beforehand is it um, the back heel and then he runs in on goal, puts it through De Gea's legs and then Chelsea just cling on for the rest of the game. That that was Hazard becoming, again, that sort of step up. And it, it seems a little bit stupid, but you, I feel like you could see it in his physique. I feel like 12-13 Hazard was getting used to the Premier League. 13-14 Hazard, I think he really, really bulked up and took a lot of kicking in that season. That's where the iconic picture of Hazard's ankles come from in the sort of greeny yellow mercurial boots, bloody ripped um, socks at his ankles. And that's where that that's the kit that he's playing in that season. That's where he took a lot of pelting. And then the next season, I feel like he's, he slimmed down and he was so much quicker and so much more efficient in what he did. I remember that Burnley, obviously the Burnley game, the first game of the season, Chelsea played really, really well throughout it. Crown champions, as I say, like basically before full time. And obviously Hazard then changed from the number 17 to the number 10. He was becoming the main man quite literally in front of our eyes. And I remember I said said to my other brother after that game, I was like, I thought Eden Hazard was immense. I don't think he got a goal or an assist in that game. It was all about the Schirler goal. It was all about Diego Costa. Hazard sort of played a bit of a backing role, but he was perfect playing basically with a free role as opposed to Mourinho the year before where he wanted him to do lots of defensive work. And he was just... The the economy of movement that Eden Hazard had when he was on the ball and the way he would glide between players, this felt like someone that had matured even at that level to go from, oh, look what I can do, I can show off and I can do this, to basically being, I don't have to do everything when I get the ball every single time. He was just slicker, faster, quicker than every other player on the pitch. And nobody got near him that season. And again, like you've got Fabregas and Costa linking up the whole time, but it was Hazard that basically formed the brilliance of everything else in that team. And that is the first real, real sign of world-class level Eden Hazard that I think we see. And obviously in within that, you've got Fabregas, who's a fair few years older, and Costa, who's a fair few years older, right? I think they're both older uh, than Hazard by at least a couple of years. Yeah. But yet here is this player doing other things that none of his teammates can do. And you look at the other wingers that Chelsea had at the time. Obviously, you go back, I think Schurler had left that season. They signed Quadrado, didn't even get a sniff. You've got Willian who was effective, functional, but not Hazard, couldn't do the things that Hazard could do. And this is, if we'd already seen the first sign of him taking steps beyond what other players at Chelsea could do, other players in the Premier League could do, this was Hazard making it completely obvious for everyone in front of their eyes, I am, I'm the best player in this league, pretty much. And that season he he, he was, that was, the, that was the year he won player of the year, right? Yeah. Um, even though he was, Probably possibly better in sixteen seventeen, um, 
that that was Eden Hazard taking control of a season. Like that was the Eden Hazard season. You think you look at the kit and you think of Eden Hazard. You think of the team. You think of Eden Hazard. That was him. And we're lucky that Chelsea managed to get another three brilliant seasons out of him after that as well. Yeah, no, exactly. That was just immense. And yeah, you just thought this is a a player we are seeing that is just going to be special. And it's at that point where he probably. Like even again, because you need to remember, like that summer Costa comes in, so it's like, and Chelsea finally get that striker they've been craving for, and Hazard still is like that guy who is, you know, just immensely popular and sort of the lead of this team. Obviously, Tom, we do have to talk about it. Fifteen sixteen does happen, and that is probably it is the toughest, probably prior to Madrid, anyway, the toughest season of Eden Hazard's career at that point. Um, suffered with injuries, sort of, you know, supposedly breakdown in relationship with Mourinho. Relationship with fans does. For a period, Wayne obviously there's that infamous free rats banner. Um, yeah. sensational, sensational yeah. writing of that free rats banner. Um on a bed sheet. Yeah. Respect. Respect. <laughs> but but even me as a fan at that point, because I remember like watching him like to me at the time, it seemed like you don't really seem happy and you don't really want to be here. And I was like, if you want to go, go. But he scores one goal against Tottenham and he and he wins me over. Which maybe says more about me and just Chelsea sport in general, how fickle it is. It can be so easy to win over. But that one night, he comes on as a substitute, 2-0 down to Tottenham, scores the goal to stop Tottenham winning the league. And it felt like in that night, there was obviously still life a hazard, but like any ill feeling that was like around for a period of time just dissipated again. And he just went straight back to love. And you were like, yeah, love. And that was just, you know, what he's capable of. Like he kind of just like half assed for a season, got ready for the Euros. He was using this as like pre- preparation for Euros where he had a great Euros. And then he just comes up and still delivers like a magic moment, which I guess sort of says something itself that he's still capable, just even in these worst moments. Like, yeah, that's what I can do. There were obviously a lot. I basically discount that season. I know a lot of people say, oh, how could a good player go 365 days without doing whatever? I think there are mitigating factors to it, but it doesn't really matter, to be honest. But he got like an injury at the start of that season, I think, didn't he? And Mourinho basically wanted him to play through it. And there was obviously the whole thing about Mourinho gave the Chelsea team time at the end of the 14-15 season to come back refreshed. Got it completely wrong. They didn't sign anyone. They started the season badly and things went like tits up, basically, right from the start. And then I basically don't put any weight into what happens for the rest of the season. Because as soon as Eden Hazard comes back in 2016 and boy, does he come back, like he hits the ground running, you you just move on. Like, and it it never resurfaced with Hazard. Um, you were mentioning the thoughts about he would leave to go to like Real Madrid or whatever. I thought at the end of the 14, 15 season, that was it. Like I thought, oh, we do like Chelsea don't have these players. Chelsea don't basically deserve Eden Hazard, right? <laughs> and I thought at that point he would go there, PSG, wherever it might be. As soon as he comes back in sixteen seventeen, I'm just like, well, it's just like cool, like get on with it. This he he's doing the things on the pitch, and that's really what matters. And he was impressing, and it was remarkable. Basically, the fact that a player like this could just sort of switch it on. I mean, the Liverpool goal at Anfield was just ludicrous, which probably you gets almost... forgotten about because you look at his whole catalog. Like that game is irrelevant. Like my main memory from that game is Asmir Begovic coming to claim a cross, missing it, and Christian Benteke heading home an equaliser in injury time for us to draw one one. And I also believe that's the Tammy Abraham's debut. 
That was it. Yes, that's I remember it for Tammy Abraham. And I remember because it was right at the end of the season, because I think the game must have been cancelled. So it was on something like a Tuesday night right before the end of the season. So it literally had no bearing whatsoever. Yeah, Liverpool couldn't get any form of Europe either. All their eggs were in the Europa League final basket as well. So, yeah, Yeah, like they had a completely weakened team. team. It was really, really weird. But it was just Hazard sort of just popping up at the end of that season to go. I'm coming back, by the way, like I'm going to do this again. And I mean, he did. He did. Now he's retired. Now it's done. Now Chelsea won the league and there was no ill ill feelings after that season. Everyone could just sit back and laugh at the fact that Hazard could go from that to what he did the next year. He basically made up for it. And we obviously have to talk about it, right? Because it's that season and we're going through Hazard seasons, but it just, it doesn't matter. It doesn't register. I, I, I know for a while people wanted to hold that against him um, in all the debates about how good he could be, but I don't think you get a Chelsea fan that cares about it. I just yeah, don't because think, also, just just, don't think it exists. Because it wasn't just him, like everyone else was just genuinely abysmal, which probably did help, but like every Costa was like awful till basically January. Fabregas was awful basically till till January or whatever. Like a lot of players, Pedro had a stink in first season. Like Terry, oh, yeah. we thought JT Terry fell off, didn't it? Fell, like, fell off. Ivanovic got retired on the opening day of the season. Like, yeah, just so much went wrong that it was kind of like, okay, I didn't. Yeah, like it's not just solely on on you. And he did bounce like, back in sixteen seventeen. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 17 goals and 7 assists in all competitions. Helped Chelsea win the Premier League with a record 30 Premier League wins. And helped reach, Chelsea reach an FA Cup final. Tom, I guess what stands out for me about season is a lot of his goals in those games actually came against those top sides. Now, obviously, like, as it did have, like, moments in, like, 14-15, I think he gets... Well, 14-15, he gets a goal the... Arsenal. I'm not sure he's like, and he gets the goal the win of the United. But I don't necessarily think like all his goals are necessarily as as prevalent or as prominent in the big games there on 16-17. But he obviously scores in when we beat Man United 4-0 at home. He scores that sensational solo goal against Arsenal when we beat them 3-1 at home. He scores home and away to Manchester City. The away goal at City to, to clinch that game. And the double against City, you know, but uh you know to to both goals in the City 2-1 win, which came just after, you know, we'd lost to Crystal Palace and people going, oh, nerves, are Chelsea going to throw it away? Because Tottenham were on our tail and he stepped up that night. But obviously he comes off bench in an FA Cup final, FA Cup semi-final yeah. against Spurs. You know, just like Chelsea just flexing their quality. Yeah, we'll just bring Fabregas, Costa and Hazard on, like, just as you do. But it was just like that season for me, and I know people talk about 18-19 and there's an insane start we'll get onto when I talk about that season, about goals and assists. But for me, that is his best season just because... He just because when it mattered in those big games, he that was the most I really remember him sort of being on it in those big games, just scoring those goals. Like there were periods in that season where he didn't score 
necessarily like he maybe had quiet periods, but because Costa was like doing great, like as well, Willian and Pedro, like Pedro, but again, side point, unsung hero of that season in my eyes. Obviously, you know, we know the impact of Kante and Willian's pretty useful. So his his importance, you know, didn't need to be as big as it was. But then even in those big games when Chelsea were under pressure, he was the guy who showed up yet again. And that just kind of was a mark of a man. Like in the lesser games, maybe he you know, he wasn't needed as much. There would obviously still be those goals in lesser games, but in the big games which mattered, he was the one who you go bank on to score, which was, you know, maybe a slight criticism of Diego Costa in his time here, but a lot of his goals were, he did not score a huge amount of his goals against the big sides, whereas Eden Hazard did and, score a good percentage of his goals against those big sides, and these were important goals. Yeah, and, and Costa completely front-loaded loaded almost every season. He'd race to like 10 on, like 10 in 10 and things like that, and then he'd score 10 in the next 28, and you're like, well, you're not complaining, it's not about yeah. Costa. But I look at that, and I, I, I completely agree with you. Because in, in 2014-15, Chelsea were, at least for the first half of the season, before Mourinho went back into his shell, Chelsea were very possession-orientated. They had Fabregas, they had players that would keep the ball and circulate the ball. And Chelsea would suffocate teams and dominate teams. And they had there were three star players to that team. There was Hazard, there was Costa, and there was Fabregas, right? But come 16-17... Chelsea were a lot more reactive. They were a lot more passive. They were a lot more system orientated. They were a lot more counter-attacking. Hazard didn't have, like, sort of the, he didn't have, he wasn't fed as much as he was, I feel like, under under Mourinho. Hazard basically took a free role in that front line, was the closest he ever really came to sort of playing as a number 10, I guess, under, under Conte, because he was quite a lot more central. And he basically had to be super, super efficient with what he did on the ball. And as you say, Chelsea that season, goals were chipped in. Like you had the two wingbacks were scoring goals. You had Willian and Pedro were both useful scoring goals. Costa got 20. And yeah. then I think that season, he is less important to that team than he is in 14-15. But I think he is but, better. But I think he is better and his, he scores important more important goals potentially than he did in 14-15 and obviously I know that includes scoring a, a, a the goal that wins us the Premier League in 14-15 but I just felt in those big games he was the one you backed on you counted on more so than those other players that you relied on through sort of the rest of the season and the sort of lesser games no I do I, I I completely agree with that and this was again you look back and I think this was just another step of growing up Eden Hazard um and you could sort of see it, obviously, you know, like, obviously he's growing up because he is literally growing up in, in front of you. But as a football player, he was really maturing and he was changing the way he was playing and what he was doing with the ball. Um, not necessarily like, you know, he wasn't losing any of the flair or any of the brilliance that was Hazard, but he was just making the most of it um, because he had to, because Chelsea went from being relatively possession heavy to not being possession heavy and to being reactive and counter-attacking. And the way that he would take those games by the scruff of the neck was was remarkable. And he was, I don't really like the phrase, but he was he was a clutch player. He had these massive, massive moments. I, I love the I love the semi-final goal against Tottenham. I love the celebration. Obviously it's remembered for Matic and rightly so. But I just love the simplicity of Hazard just sort of ghosting in and finishing with his left foot. I mean, we, we spoke about it on our podcast. The, the variety of finishes that Eden Hazard the, had. I'm by sure the way, like his left that. foot, like you, he is like right for the player. But the amount, like you, I think of that goal, that the Liverpool goal foot, as well. There is very similar Liverpool in eighteen nineteen, and there is a game when we beat Hull three two and back in fourteen fifteen. He sensational goal of his yes. left foot. That goal as well, yeah. 
Where was the one against Stoke away? I think yeah, it was twelve thirteen. Was that twelve thirteen? Was that left foot? That yeah. was miles out as well. By yeah. the way, like he was such a good finisher. And I was thinking about this as we sort of crossed over from twelve thirteen to thirteen fourteen. The FA Cup when we were two 0 down at Man United. Nice. He curled curler. And yeah, he, it's just a ridiculous goal from a stupid, stupid angle. And then obviously we go on to win the next game. It's just completely forgotten. He he scored some utterly outrageous yeah. goals, and he, he scored a, and a like goal because again, he could. Yeah. Goalville get forget on that because this game is abysmal. But he basically scores a goal against Sparta Private, saves us going to extra time. Inver- oh 11. god, that was grim. First grim. knockout like stage. We're like we're losing one 0 on the night, so it's one all aggregate. Then in injury time, he just scores a banger. He weaves in box with his left foot banger, like top corner sends Chelsea that was through. A, that was a school night. The last thing I needed on that night was more <laughs> more turgid football, right? Because <laughs> the Europa League, like that was before like TVs were like properly proper. Every TV was HD, so you're like. It was almost like the camera was muddy and horrible. It's just at Stamford Bridge for Europa League. Yeah. Like, it wasn't this bad, but my memory of it is like being played on some farmer's field yeah. and the, no, the, the colour yeah. of the Sparta Prague pitch. And Hazard basically saved everyone half an hour of horribleness. Exactly, exactly. And in general, like, the Europa League run in 12 13 is a bit, yeah, com- when we compare it to 18 19. But anyway, I digress. And yeah, 60 70. And also, I, one of my memories, obviously, you know, that was a season where I. In my last year at sixth form, that was the season I started like being go more, got membership, etc. Going, mates. But there's a game, Man United in the FA Cup at Stamford Bridge. We win one nil, but he gets Ander Herrera sent off because for persistent fouling. And United, you know, because that game, you look at that game, he has their defenders on toast, and he is just getting fouled. And like he's getting fouled all the time. And Ander Herrera got a previous booking, but because he was getting persistently fouled, Michael was like, right, you're the person, you know, the next person who basically fouls and has is getting booked, and it just happens to be Ander Herrera who gets. The second I guess some, and also that season we do get that famous image of Ander Herrera basically just not leaving Eden Hazard alone at Old Trafford, which again yeah. just goes to the power of Eden Hazard, just sort of how how the lengths people went to, you know, to go deal with him. Um seventeen eighteen is a disappointing season for Chelsea. You know, very we know the fallout what happens there. Um Eden Hazard though again, seventeen goals and assists, seventeen goals and thirteen assists in all competitions, uh, you know, which is fairly decent, and scores the winner in the FA Cup final. That game is dreadful. He obviously, it's a brilliant mm. ball from Fabregas, but he wins the penalty. He converts, and it's the last final Chelsea final Wembley. So I'm immensely grateful for Eden Hazard for giving me that. But they're Wembley, because trips to Wembley have not been fun. And yeah, that season, again, you're just showing your class. But it is, Tom, it is sort of coming, you know, at this point, you do realise it is sort of winding down. We'll get onto, you know, Eden Hazard on the state of Chelsea. You know, was he let down a bit towards the end later on? But at that point, again, we did the interview with, you know, like Rudiger, Rudiger full time with, I think Des Kelly on BT and is like, are you going, you know, he says N Hazard stays, then Rudiger's like, you know, Rudy, you've got to play like this every week type thing because Rudiger gets that man of a match in the FA Cup final that day. But you kind of at that point know. And then Tom, like, side, side point, the World Cup in 2018. Oh my, oh my I think my he is the best me. player in that tournament. He's... I think Modric, I think Luka Modric wins it, which is, you know, understandable. Croatia had a great tournament. And again, if ever you wanted an example why you do not judge N Hazard on goals and assists, of all the great games I've seen Eden Hazard play a football winner, Chelsea shirt, wherever, I think that game, Belgium against Brazil, is probably one of his best ever games I've seen play. That is, I believe, the quarterfinal. Those are two stacked teams, right? Belgium, Brazil. It's basically Hazard v Neymar, right? That's sort of what it's billed as. Eden Hazard does not score or assist, but you watch that game, you see him, the way he picks up the ball, the way he dribbles with fouls, the amount of fouls he wins. And obviously, Courtois makes some impressive saves in that game, etc. But Eden Hazard, you watch him at night and you're just like, wow. And that was the beauty of Eden Hazard, which we'll get onto like a bit. He didn't need to score goals or assists. No, not like, at all. Obviously, it was wonderful when he did it. 
but he could just be so impactful on games without getting goals and assists, which is what you may struggle to say about certain other, you might say about wingers or be in football currently and the way football is right now. But back then, that time, like the beauty of Ben Hazard, he could just do, he could just do it wing, you know, without. Like, yeah. You don't often, like with creative players, um, I'm thinking to like David Silver, because I think that's sort of the closest comparison, not a player judged on goals and assists but you don't often get creative players that can like carry a game they can stand out in a game they can be a best player in a game but that that Belgium game was Hazard heaving his Belgium team on his back literally like that like you don't get players doing that very often and that was something that Hazard could do better than pretty much any player that I've seen like that they like Messi is probably the, the only other player that I've really seen that could do that sort of thing and maybe like Alexis Sanchez with Arsenal yeah and maybe Ronaldo Every... at United but again Ronaldo's a very different player to the ones we're sort of comparing Hazard to there but yeah Just the way he could completely shoulder the burden of an entire team and force them through it dictate tempos of play and do it it was like watching Hazard pass to Hazard sometimes like he would like transform into his teammate just to get the ball back to him at a different angle and things like that that was what he was doing that was the way that he controlled teams and controlled games on his own the way he would pick up the ball in games like that the positions was just gorgeous gorgeous to watch and as I say like it's hard to get players like that controlling games but Eden Hazard used to do it so so often which is remarkably impressive yeah um we move on to 1819 where i mean at this point i am very much resigned to the fact that he is going like this is his last season like contract situation like ben organ go free he's kind of gone and at that point i was like right i'm just going to enjoy it and hazard as much as i can mm-hmm. um so i made sure to be basically every single home game that season uh, just to basically watch him which is just i guess t- goes to to the testament of a man that season one he's one of he scored he got 16 goals 15 assists there's a mad stat he was like accountable for 48 percent of Chelsea's like you know goal contribution that season which again just shows to me that was the most one-man Chelsea team I can ever remember um but he's only one of four players to record by 15 goals and assists in a single Premier League season uh Thierry Henry Eric Cantona and Matt Letizier. We won't talk about Matt Letizier, though, you know, but... Yeah, Tom, I, I listened to the same stat literally about 15 minutes before we came on. <laughs> yes, yeah. but 18-19, he is just ridiculous. 21 goals and 70 assists in all competitions. Again, Tom, you want to talk about, like, the League Cup final, he is again majestic and he's on oh the my. losing side. Oh and, it is, and that just breaks my heart because obviously you know, that game, Ruben gets, you know, there's a sexy, Ruben has this unreal sexy turn on the ball and is wrongly oh, flagged offside. Mate. Pedro, for some reason, decides to try and cut it back instead of shooting when he's played in. Kante blazes a shot over bar when Hazard, the crowd. when Hazard skins company and cuts back. Hazard, you know, coolly, you know, basically, you know, needing to score, you know, Penang, you know, does a cheeky chip down the middle. And that was point I'm not headed. You do not deserve to be on the losing side. But again, that season is just remarkable. He gets his second Chelsea hatch against Cardiff City. Like, yes, it's Cardiff City. But again, that was just a day that was majestic. We go one nil down and Hazard goes, right, I'm taking over now. You sort of, you know, you're going to see what you do. And then within a matter of, you know, by half time, the situation was rectified. And later on, game is called off, second Chelsea hatch. And Tom, you know, the Europa League final, his farewell. I mean, obviously the semi-final, his last week of all at Stamford Bridge gets that sends us through special and then the final is like he you know he very much was like right i'm going out on my turn i'm gonna write this is gonna go well i'm gonna end on a good note and write my script and that final and we'll get on to it when we talk about his young performance that is like his high point in european competition for chelsea uh just remarkable that season 
like I don't I, I it's probably his best, but I, it's not like in terms of like numbers wise, it's his best. And people and a lot of people will probably think it is his best. For me, it's not. I still think 16, 17 is better. But 18, 19, just you very much going, this is the most one this is the most one man team I've ever seen Chelsea have. This is such a carry job. Thank you, Ed and Hazard, because there were a lot of games that were pretty miserable that season that you salvaged. But that season, it was literally just like, just give it to Ed and Hazard and pray type thing. Like, and just, and hope he did something remarkable. And, you know, if, yeah, if ever hadn't, Ed and Hazard was not playing for some reason, you'd be like, oh, not, not that excited about this game. It was, I mean, that season, like, obviously you're a Chelsea fan, you watched it, but you did watch that season more for Ed and Hazard, I feel, than anyone else. It was just Ed and Hazard, really. You like, just special. And you, it was basically just like a long, a really long, glamorous farewell tour. It was, and it, it it felt like that was Hazard basically saying, doing it because he could. Like, he'd played well and not got the goals and assists. And there's, it was after the West Ham goal, and Gary Neville did the whole thing on Monday Night Football saying, Hazard needs the numbers, he needs the numbers, he needs to go and get your 20 goals, 20 assists. And it, but and at that point, I was still sort of sat there screaming, like, this is not Hazard, this is not the point of Eden Hazard, you're missing the point of Eden Hazard. But yet he did it anyway. And these weren't sort of vintage Eden Hazard performances. These were Ronaldo-like performances. He wouldn't really... I don't really remember him doing loads in that season, but he would score and he would get... you know, Wolves equaliser, I remember that one, obviously, and things like that. The Liverpool goal and the Carabao Cup. Like yeah, I don't actually remember like standout but, games like a good previous season in terms he of just, overall ninety minute performances. It, but I just remember moments, so many more moments, which, which is completely different to other Eden Hazard seasons, where you can remember the goal, uh, you can remember him doing things on the pitch, and this season basically felt like he was putting up the numbers for the sake of it, almost to earn the move to Real Madrid and to prove to himself and to prove to everyone else, look, I can do this. Because that was him without pretty much anyone else in the team to do anything around him. I mean, he ended up playing with Gonzalo Higuain. This he ended up playing nine. <laughs> you know, like yeah. this was Hazard doing it because he had to and doing it basically because I think at that stage he was like, well, I may as well. Like, I, I've got nothing else here to do. So he did it. And that was the way that Eden Hazard played football. Um, he would do it on his own terms and basically when it suited him. And then when he decided to do it, he was pretty much unstoppable. There is, I would actually say, and I, I was convinced of this over the summer of 2018, Hazard was the best player in the world at that period, I think. Um, pretty much hands down, I think, from the end of 2018. 2018 was his year. 2018 was his year. He was he was a better Chelsea team and a better Belgium, you know, results wise away from that was his year for like the Ballon d'Or. That, that, I that reckon. Was, I and, do, yeah, you, as your point, I reckon not, 2018. If you went from FA Cup final on that to the World Cup to maybe October November 2018, that whatever three four five month period, I would definitely say like yeah, probably the best and, player in the world. You know, or as close to being the best player in the world as he ever got to be at that time because he was just ridiculous. Like, you had people going, this is the season he could get 40 goals. And obviously yeah. he didn't get and close in the end, but that was but just, I, like, how talked about he was and just how good he was, yeah. And that and that was pretty much maybe other than Neymar and Suarez for little points. Since Hazard joined Chelsea, it had been Messi and Ronaldo, Messi and Ronaldo. There wasn't even, like, a six-month period during that time where anyone other than those two were considered the best player in the world. So that was why it was so big for Hazard to sort of command that World Cup and that so big for Hazard to dominate the Premier League like he did that season. 
because nobody else had really done that and taken world football by the scruff of the neck like Eden Hazard did. It was all Messi and Ronaldo with a little bit of Neymar, a little bit of Aguero here and there, you know, the start of De Bruyne, things like that. But this was the coming of a player that had promised to do this and basically decided he wanted to as, as a goodbye to Chelsea fans. And my goodness me, how amazing it was. Yeah, uh, go through some individual awards, which again, some of, I actually just looking at this now because I I made a thread back in 2021 then has so I've just gone to look this up. So PFA Young Player of the Year, 13-14. PFA Player of the Year, 14-15. PFA Fans Player of the Year, 18-19. PFA Premier League Team of the Year, this interested me, 12-13, 13-14, 14-15, wow. and 16-17, but not after that. And obviously I get 17-18 to an extent, but 18-19. I mean, I just made me think, well, who I else would have been in that yeah. team? And I'd go, well, I guess Salah's there, maybe Sane at City. Sane was like ridiculous. And I go, maybe, yeah. But I'm thinking, cool. He didn't make it in 1819. Uh, Premier League Player of the Season, 1415. Uh, he got two, um, yeah, Premier League Playmaker of the Season in 1819. That's the award for assists. In terms of Chelsea awards, he won Player of the Season as voted for by the fans a record four times 2014, 2015, 2017, and 2019. He won Players Player of the Season in 1415 and 1819. Three Chelsea Gold of the Year awards and 2019 Chelsea awards. He was the first ever clean sweep, sweep of awards. Um, Unsurprising. Kind of, yeah, summed it up. Yeah, can I, just, can I just say, just um, you know, like you were sort of talking about, like the eighteen nineteen, like not getting the team of the season. That was when you obviously got. I'm trying to Payne, think who would have made it. Payne, Son, Sterling, bagging. Loads yeah, I'm of thinking there was City. Salah, but there was Sane, was... there was maybe Bernardo Silva. Like, yeah, there think... were a lot, and maybe they got favoured th- a bit more. But yeah, I, th- I think like like Sterling probably scored twenty league goals. For Man City, yeah. and he was. And I, I had this conversation with my stepdad because he was a massive Raheem Sterling fan, and I was obviously a massive Eden Hazard fan. And I said, but. Raheem Sterling, yes, you've got to be in the right position, but there's no way you're telling me Raheem Sterling is a better player than Eden Hazard because he pops up at the back post every time. Look at what Eden Hazard is doing. And that is the thing that, not to get too existential about this, that is where Eden Hazard starts to get lost in modern football and why I'm glad yeah. he's not playing right now because you are only judging him by his numbers. Everyone else is now yeah. like looking back and going, I'm so glad he didn't get dragged into that, right? Because we enjoyed Hazard for what he was. And yeah. Chelsea fans, it doesn't matter if he made it into the team this season or whether he got more goals than Raheem Sterling because we know we saw what Eden Hazard could do. Yeah, no, indeed. And it was truly special. Uh, 352 games, 110 goals, 92 assists, two Premier Leagues, two Europa League, one FA Cup, one League Cup. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tom, we've talked quite lyrical about it and has a... Now, this is going to be brief, but I do my one critique of Eden Hazard, and we'll get onto this maybe later when I, which will then maybe explain some of my reasons later when we go on to where we rank Eden Hazard overall. 
the lack of notable Champions League performances, not just a Chelsea, I think in his career is something that surprises me and disappoints me. Two Champions League knockout stage goals in his whole career. Obviously, you know, two of those seven seasons at Chelsea, he was not playing in the Champions League. I understand that. But if I was to go to you, to we've listed, we could list, you know, numerous Chelsea performances in the Premier League, right? I would probably struggle to name notable Champions League performances. But I'll be yeah. brutally honest, I've probably got Atletico Madrid at the Wanda match, Politano in the group stage in 17-18, and maybe it. the Roma game at home in 17-18. But like, the problem is, no. I'm going group stage games. I don't have any notable knockout stage games from Eden Hazard, unfortunately. And the group stage, I'm probably struggling to remember, pre- and then maybe previous seasons, because like, I'm, yeah, my point is, this is my one gripe and look it's a it's a small gripe and that you know it's not not something hugely to concern ourselves with but it is perhaps my one gripe and it maybe will go and link on to another point you know question later about just you know his where he fitted in modern football and did it sort of almost you know move past him a tiny bit in terms of the neat you know how to you know to to win the Champions League could you maybe get away with a player like him but that was maybe my gripe with him the Champions League was a stage where I felt more off he did not perhaps rise to the occasion enough and look maybe that is to do with the state of the Chelsea side he was in, but just your thoughts on his, like, perhaps the one, my one top negative in has the lack of notable Champions League performances. Uh, so, I agree, right, because the, the the literally the only performance I could think of was um, the Atletico Madrid one, and I think he did, he, yeah, maybe was the, the, home, header, was I, the header against Roma? Roma that, yeah, was, and, yeah. I, and then I'll be, and then because of the photo of Atletico Madrid at home where, it flop, where he flops, uh, the advertising board comes up with Priceless, that photo yeah. of Priceless, and then it's Eden Hazard sort of celebrating, that game and he is like that good game. But that's the point. I I probably struggled to have like mentioned like many Champions League games. That's my gripe. But just yeah, continue where you were. I I I wouldn't say it's a gripe, and I wouldn't say it. I guess the reason why it's a gripe for me is because I look at like I look at what I saw post Chelsea leaving, and I could name like players who is you know no longer here, but players who you know played in that team post Porto or like sort of post that run who played in that run to Porto. I could name you notable Champions League performances from them. And they're like knockout stage performances and they're big performances. And no, I think they're players, I, I some, in the case of some of those players, I think they're players with lesser talent than Eden Hazard. That's why I have some of that gripe with him. The, this, is, gripe. This, this, this is the thing, obviously, like you, you look back at who was doing well in the Champions League over that period. And you've got Atletico Madrid getting to what, two finals? Yeah. Um, Barcelona and Real Madrid. They were incredible teams, right? You didn't see no, no team like the Chelsea team that won the Champions League in 2021 was a team. It was a squad. It was the, yeah. the whole was better than some of its parts. And Hazard never had that team. He never had that team. You know, the 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 one that should have gone further for Chelsea was 14-15. Chelsea should have been finalists. Chelsea should have been up there with Real Madrid to win the 14-15 Champions League. And I mean, Real Madrid didn't win anyway. Yeah, that Barcelona. Was the, that, yeah. That, that was the Chelsea team. And then the Chelsea team that was, other than that, most ready to win the Champions League or compete was Antonio Conte's one and one in the Champions League. Yeah. So the one against PSG, that, that shit happens, right? It was, it, it's the last, it's the header in extra time. It, it's hard. Yeah, and that game's not really, and, that's, that's my, ma- that's another, and you can't, another podcast, but that's one of my biggest gripes with Jose Mourinho part two, that PSG game. But I digress. You can't, you yeah. can't remember Hazard's standout performances. It doesn't, it doesn't negate anything from him. I wouldn't swap yeah. anything he did in the Premier League. No, for exactly. It, but you do want more. You do. You do. It, you'd be wrong to say you don't because everyone wants those performances. And it is gutting because you, you see like like Salah has got... I, I hate... I didn't want to bring his name up, right? But you've got Salah has gone on to win the Champions League 
and things like that and gate you know like Barcelona and Bayern Munich away and he's got these goals and these moments and Hazard didn't have that Chelsea but again I think this is this is part of a team thing I mean Chelsea what they not win a a knockout game between For seven years, yeah, seven yeah, years. That's yeah, it. Twenty fourteen. Like, yeah, so he. His... There's only so much he can do. There's only yeah. so much he can do, and he was carrying them to league titles and trophies yeah. in the middle of it. <laughs> like, would I? Would I give away anything? Like, d- would no, I, I wouldn't give anything, give anything away for like, an... did, yeah. like for for a, for a Champions League moment. No, no. I, I completely under. I completely understand your point. I completely do, and it it, it does. It's really disappointing. Yeah. Because the fact is, the Europa League final is his biggest moment in European competition. For, and it's not a bad moment to have. It's, you know, it's a good moment to have to final against Arsenal. But that is why one gripe, and it will perhaps explain when it comes to ranking him on my list later, why, <laughs> why I perhaps don't have him so high as you on there. I don't know your list, but I've got a feeling you're gonna, he's going to be very high. He's going to be higher than he is. Fever. Tom, we talked about the Champions League there and, you know, the lack of those performances. Did Chelsea let Eden Hazard down? Because I've because I see people talk about Eden Hazard being let down. And I, at points I find, I think, I feel like let down is maybe a bit harsh, but I don't feel they did enough to give him the tools because I because I could like you we could list players here right. He had Pedicek and Thibaut Courtois as goalkeepers, no issue there. He had you know Branislav Ivanovic in peak form for a little bit, Aspilicueta in you know sort of good form. Ivan you know Terry Cahill, I mean Prantero K maybe Cahill. I mean, Gary Cahill's a, a very solid player, maybe not that elite player, but he had Matic, he had Fabregas, you know, he then later had Kante. I guess for gripe is forward areas. He only had a real elite striker in Costa for three seasons, and maybe that's yeah. where they're down. There were, I get it's just it's quite tough for me because I still look at that Chelsea team, and really it's probably post sixteen seventeen where I go, yeah, that's where Eden Hazard. I don't necessarily have a huge amount of. I can't really blame him for sort of you know, yeah, I'm not blame, but I, I that's why I'm kind of go, yeah, okay, he probably needed more than he got. Whereas in previous seasons, I, I felt he did get the tools, and he did also we kind of see result in two Premier League yeah. titles in that time. I it's a really really interesting question because I don't know if I I don't like the idea of teams letting players down I don't because particularly also, like, like that and because there were some very good players who there who were also quite fond of as well so it's yeah yeah absolutely I guess I guess this is just part of you know like Chelsea I wouldn't say they let it and has done they let themselves, themselves down, down like because between between missed opportunities, yeah. If Eden Hazard was Chelsea between 2012 and let's say 2017, because he was there 2019, but if, if if that was Eden Hazard there those five years, then after that, the start of the Sarri season, everything wasn't just in didn't go down the toilet until 2019 when Hazard left. It was still a bit of a mess until 2020. It's still a mess now. Um, like. It took a Thomas Tuchel masterclass to make Chelsea look like a vaguely competently run club, and that didn't last very long. So I don't think Chelsea let Eden Hazard down. I think Chelsea just let themselves down, and Hazard was a bit of a byproduct from that. Um, and Hazard isn't the sort of player that's going to make a big deal of that. Um, I guess he needed better things he really did need better things and Chelsea got things wrong um it's a really interesting you've caught me off guard here I wasn't I don't I've never thought about this before I'll be honest with you I've not really thought about this before because the things that Eden Hazard made me feel and the way that I think yeah. of Eden Hazard it's just the is, reason I is, ask is because 
so rarely about yeah. the team and what could have been. It's more just enjoying what has been with yeah. Eden Hazard. And I guess the reason I ask as well is because, you know, potentially, again, who knows what will happen with Chelsea. But, you know, before when this, when Chelsea had a difficult start to the season, before it did cross my mind is, are Chelsea going to sort of let down Reese James and Enzo Fernandez, two elite players, and they not going to really be able to fulfill what they achieved? I guess, considering Hazard in seven years, he still did achieve a lot. So it does feel harsh to say Chelsea and down, but he does. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I just think wonder could Chelsea have maybe given him, could he have maybe given more? But then I still think, and maybe in that, is it not necessarily the players? Is it potentially more the coaching, the fact that he'd never really had an attacking coach to play under? Sari was basically the most attacking coach that he ever had. Yeah, and, and and the thing is, I think if Chelsea had been a little bit off and been competing, um, then you could say, yes, Chelsea did let Eden Hazard down. But Chelsea were so far off competing for the top of the table after 16-17, have been ever since, that, again, I, I, I think it becomes not a letting Hazard down, letting um, themselves yeah, down. Yeah, because it was not like they because... were, yeah. They were not because like it, close to it and doing it. They were, yeah. There was a there was a long way off. Yeah, because they they fell so far off the boil. It wasn't like in twenty seventeen eighteen or twenty eighteen nineteen. You could have said, oh, well, if we'd actually got Lukaku, then everything would have been fine. You would have had to have replaced loads of players in that yeah. team. But for that point, things went from being prime and Golo Kante, Nemanja Matic, David Luiz was still rated. Gary Cahill was still good. Aspilicueta was still useful. Like they all dropped off so quickly, football so quickly bypassed that sixteen seventeen Chelsea team that there was so far to go back to get to those levels of Eden Hazard that, like, it, 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 Chelsea weren't close. They weren't one or two players away. They were a long, long way away. There are a lot of big decisions away, and. I guess you can say that they let them down just because of a what if, but it wasn't like Chelsea were particularly close. I think you just have to be more thankful of what Chelsea did do with Hazard and what Hazard did for Chelsea than trying to to spin it the other way. Fair enough, fair enough. Tom, I want to bring this point up because it's one of these things you'll hear from basically people who are not Chelsea fans, just neutrals who go, did he, could he achieve more in football, right? Did he, if he, because people go, if if he had like Ronaldo's mentality, et cetera, could he have achieved, you know, more? Could he have been, Greater, but Tom, or is it for me? Are the imperfections in Eden Hazard the, I guess, normal normalcy of Eden Hazard, the sort of casual nature? Is that just what made him who he was? Made him obviously just more lovable and more relatable to us. And ultimately, if he had this sort of like Ronaldo mindset, would that have actually just taken away from the player that he was and the joy that we got watching him? Because I, I just feel that like you know, I, I'm really reticent to sort of criticise Eden Hazard's mentality and go if he, no, you know, so- because I just feel like he was a joy and I don't want to, you know, just enjoy when you get people like these who come along, just enjoy him. This is it. I, my, my brother messaged me when I, I said, I said, like, happy retirement, Mr. Hazard. And he said, what a waste of a career. And I said, what? He's played over 700 games, scored like 300 goals, won league titles in three different countries. He's one of Chelsea's best ever players, right? Um, is that a waste of a career? And like, as I say, we, we did it right at the start with, with Lille. Eden Hazard was a top, top player for 10 years. Not many other players can do that. Um, people forget, like, just how much he played. between he Instead of being 20 to 30 or 23 to 33 or 22 to 32, Hazard was 18 to 28. That that was his career. That was his 10 years. It's a lot more than a lot of players get. Was Van Persie good for that long? No, he wasn't. You know, um, Cristiano Ronaldo went 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 to Spain and did obviously with Real Madrid. What would he have done in the Premier League? You, you don't really know. How 
it, do you know what I mean? It, it, it's completely, completely different. Um, and for Hazard, it's it's a mix. It, it's not just what he did. It was how he did it. It was the player behind the performances that made Eden Hazard. Like, all of, we've not even touched on the things of Denver Bar with Branislav Ivanovic, you know, the things that he, the comedic things he did outside of football, the the winks that he had, his ass, you know, all of these things that sort of made Eden Hazard this character. Because look, let, let's not, you know, Eden Hazard's performances were brilliant, but players that score 15 goals are sort of 10 a penny nowadays. Systems create players that score goals, but no system can create Eden Hazard. And, you really, it feels like he's like one of the last of a generation, especially with him and Neymar sort of both, you know, Neymar goes to Saudi Arabia and then Hazard retires in the same summer, that they were like two different types of player. And that that is my sort of, one of my favourite periods of Premier League football is like the, the sort of 2013-14 with Suarez, Hazard, company. I love that aggression um, and I don't know if you if you if you follow me on Twitter, you'll have seen I really hated the Man City Arsenal game and how much they respected each other. Just go and hit one another and do something a bit more. I'm all for styles and that, but I also want to see a bit of individuality, and that's what you can see. That's what you saw in abundance of Eden Hazard, no matter what. And it was just brilliant that he was such a good player behind it as well. Um, I mean, but you. The thing this week has been David Beckham, right? And Roy Keane saying, well, what he did on the pitch, what he did off the pitch never bothered me because he always did it in the games. And then Hazard, a terrible, terrible trainer, um, never, never coming back uh, in proper physical fitness. But it didn't matter because he started seasons well, he ended seasons well, and he did it when it mattered. Again, I wouldn't swap losing 10%... 10, 20% of Eden Hazard's personality to get another 10, 20 goals. I wouldn't do that. No chance. I wouldn't do it for another league title. I wouldn't do that. What we got from Eden Hazard is special. We're here making this podcast, not because the bloke got 110 goals. That's just brilliant that he did it as well, but because of who he was and the way he played the game. And I, I guess this this could be sacrilege, right? I, n- I never watched this player. I was far too young. But someone like Zola, why do you love Zola? You don't just love him because he was a brilliant player. You love him because of how he played the game and how he made you feel. And compared him to Neymar, on our podcast, I, I compared him almost to Ronaldinho in that sort of, it's not just what he did, it's how he did it. And I don't care for if Hedden Hazard could have done more with his career or not, because he had a pretty bloody good one. And he did it in a way that I don't think many other footballers have. I can't think of many footballers that have been as good as him and as carefree as him and as fun to watch as him on and off the pitch. I can't think of many footballers that have done that. And that to me matters more than pretty much anything else. Yeah, I feel, Tom, I feel he played football how you and I would want to play football, just with so much more ability. Like, just... <laughs> I was going to say, this reminds me of like our sort of cricket chats, right? About how we want people to play cricket. We want them to play freedom. We want a team that we like. And Eden Hazard is the encapsulation of all of that in one player. And that is so special because you don't get people like that very often in any sport. And I completely agree. I would want to be like Eden Hazard. I would want to be like Eden Hazard. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think if you were to go from that period he was in the Premier League and we go drop him into any team now or just go, you can watch one player from that time. And yes, I'm biased. I would just go, give me Eden Hazard. Just let me watch Eden Hazard. And I reckon a lot of, pre- I reckon a lot of Premier League fans 
certainly those who don't support Big Six team would probably, I've got a feeling they would say the same. Um, Tom, I do want to talk about it because we see the way football is now, and it is. I don't. I don't want to say I enjoy it less than I used to, but I do. I do. Like <laughs> it, it. It's not as fun, right? It's. I, I can appreciate it, and I can appreciate you know the genius behind it, etc. But it is a lot of it is systems and part, which is side point, which is kind of why I've seen like I saw Mohamed Salah get mentioned when we talked about Eden Hazard, and it just bored me because I was like, but Mohamed Salah is in a is playing in a system. Eden Hazard was just the or you know the system was catered to Eden Hazard. Like I don't. It's point. I think it's just it was such a, a pointless conversation because it's pointless thinking about Eden Hazard in a Klopp team because I just don't think you know it would work or they go for it, and it's kind of pointless thinking about sort of Salah in that you know in a. In a Chelsea, it just seems just like a really dull conversation. They're just two very good players. Anyway, I digress. But the point is, with the way football is right now, do you think we will see a player like him? Because also, and also a side point, do you think that ultimately you can you could because we saw Chelsea win a Champions League two years without after he left, and that was a unified team. That was a team that was not carrying anyone. And I'm not I don't want to say Chelsea teams carried Hazard, but they catered to him, right? That Chelsea team did not cater to anyone. And we saw the success and it was the most one of the most complete Champions League wins I think you will see. Football is cyclical in nature. So, you know, hopefully things are around. But one, do you think we'll see a player like Eden Hazard again? And two, do you think ultimately, given the way football was sort of going in maybe the last year or two of his time at Chelsea, but ultimately that realistically a player like him, you probably was going to be very difficult to win a Champions League with? I'll answer the first part of your question. I hope so. Um and yeah, I, I think we listened to the same oh. thing about Michael Cox. It's given me hope to think that there will be players like this again, um, because football has become very, very different. And um, I can't think of a player right now that reminds me of Eden Hazard in style or character, um, which isn't amazing. Um, and it is quite sad, and and I sort of came to this realization accidentally at the end at the end of our podcast uh, yesterday, where I basically said I don't really like modern football anymore because Eden Hazard made me feel like that. Um, I, I hope so, and and as you say, football is cyclical. I think it will come out of this, right? But and this is going to go on to something completely different. But it's quite hard to see how this happens if English football continues to dominate the way it does and money continues to drive the way that it does because people will want more control and Eden Hazard, not they didn't give control because he was bloody fantastic, but if people want more control, then there's less room for people that are individualistic like Eden Hazard. And that is a massive, massive shame. And I, I just hope that somewhere down the line, football changes again and there, ne- there needs to be a balance. Um and I, th- I think that I think there will be. I think there will be. I don't know about the Champions League thing because I think we touched on it earlier, didn't we? Like, like, like Chelsea's teams that Hazard had at the start, the two teams were the 14-15 team and the 16-17 team, obviously, but only one of them played in the Champions League. Ch- Chelsea didn't win the 2021 Champions League because they didn't have Eden Hazard, no, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, true, that was, that was probably in Golo I, yeah. I know that's not what you're saying. I know that's yeah. not what you're saying. Um, and I also don't want to try and think about, oh, well, you could have just put him in for Werner or Havertz because like, that, that doesn't quite work either. But, like, can I see Thomas Tuchel working with, like, a prime Eden Hazard? I don't know. Like, I really don't know. Um 
I'd like to hope so. And I'd I, mean, like I think, think he could work with him. I'm just not convinced of that team functions as well as the current one. There's the team that yeah. did in that period of time. That's my point, which then goes, is that that team that functions so well, but basically played the perfect game in the final. Does that happen with Eden Hazard? That's, not, that's just more just saying that this, the way modern football is going, could you do it with someone like Eden Hazard, the requirements needed? Because he was given a lot of leeway. Yeah. I'm and, not sure and, you can get away with anymore. And even I'm not. With because people I, making up for it. Because I think the closest we've come to seeing teams try that is PSG, right? Yeah. Uh, Maurizio Pochettino tried it. Thomas Tuchel tried it. You know, teams basically, I mean, they obviously try to do it with three players, which is completely yeah. stupid. And we've seen France do it with Mbappe and it's worked to great success. And I think Hazard is more cooperative than Mbappe. Um, but obviously doesn't quite give the level of output at the other, at the other end. So, I, I, but that's international football. That's completely different. Um, and this isn't like Hazard was only good when he had the ball. Because as we said, like we, he carried Belgium teams. He he dragged them kicking and screaming through games, through tournaments, um, which is a massive, massive success. So I, th- I think there is a way that you can win the Champions League of Eden Hazard. I really do. Um, and I think the Real Madrid team uh, that won the Champions League a couple of years ago, I think they could have done that with Eden Hazard if he hadn't got injured and had been playing better anyway. I don't think that's Im- Im- improbable to see. But I do think he is a pretty good case study and a pretty perfect encapsulation of sort of the way that football went at the time that it went. Um, and it's a massive, massive shame. And I I think I tweeted at the time. Um, it seemed it sounds really stupid, okay, and it's based off nothing. But like, and as I went to Real Madrid, and he obviously turned up massively overweight, and he got injured straight away, and he never really came back. And there are a number of reasons for that. Obviously, he played so many minutes, he would taken so many fouls, and and all of that. But it almost felt that like basically leaving Chelsea, he like almost like didn't lose his soul, but like he went in search for that something extra. Uh, that dream that he wanted at Real Madrid. And it's not that staying at Chelsea kept him injury free, but it almost felt like he almost like wanted to be at, at Chelsea. He he would like play through it that extra bit because that was how it worked. And this is just how my brain works with Ben Hazard. I just, just, just want to glam up and romanticize what he did at Chelsea. And, and I know that doesn't make any sense, but it it does disappoint me with, those thoughts about Eden Hazard. That is a massive load of waffles. I am sorry. Yeah. But that's what Eden Hazard does to me. He, he makes my brain go fussy, basically. Yeah, love on the brain. Exactly. Um, no, no, look. Exactly. I, I mean, I'm just pleased that I've never used the phrase like pressing wigger in relation to Eden Hazard because I think a part of me would die inside. Can you pressing imagine? Pressing from the front. Can he, you he imagine? He doesn't press from the front stuff. I would part of me would just die inside if I have to mention that if he was playing for Chelsea in 2023. Look at his I'm, ball recoveries. Oh, do one. Sorry, no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I just appreciate it. But it's maybe just, a, yeah, I just asked a question because I think it's just a way football is going. And hopefully, as I say, football can be cyclical and hopefully what? it changes. But I do just, you know, what? it does make me question that, you know, it feels like you need, obviously hard work is important in football, but it does feel that it's sort of more important than ever just now. And there needs to be, yeah. Anyway. What do you think? Like, what, like, like I know you've answered it there, but what, what do you think? How do you think? In terms the, champ- of... the Champions League question that you asked me, if I was to flip it around and just say, you know, how do you feel about Eden Hazard in in, in relation to modern football? If I... you if you if you could drop prime Eden Hazard, you know, the frame prize of Eden Hazard, but you know, like Eden, 16, 17 Eden Hazard into modern football, you'd obviously want to watch him. But do you think he would be a success? I think he'd win you. I think he'd help you win a Premier League. I think, he'd think help. I, I, I'm just yeah, I'm just not. 
and I think he'd help you win a champion. I think he'd help you win a Champions League prior to the last three or four years. Do you think Pep Guardiola would like do what he did to Jack Grealish though, and like take out the fun of Aston Villa That's, from him? That is slight. That is slightly. That would slightly be my worry a little bit. But then again, did he do? It's tough because then did he? He didn't really do that with Messi at Barcelona, did he? But Messi was also younger, and also that is Messi, and <laughs> that's quite a, yeah. A big, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. But it was just an it just, yeah. I'm just not sure. It's not. I'm not saying you can't win it. I think if like everything else was like perfect around it, but the problem is, I don't, I think it's so rare in modern football that you find a perfect team anyway. So I'm not. Yeah, we have we have been completely blessed by what's happened in in the Premier League over the last couple of years and by how perfect Manchester City were last season. Which like, they are basically phys- the only perfect team I can think of in European football, physically, tactically. Yeah technically like they are the elite of the elite we, we we've been from the bulldozing 2000s teams that would steamroller you we've been to the technical brilliance of the 2010s and now we've got pep guardiola just dumping everything into this massive monster villain and wow it was good yeah so no yeah i mean look tom said if you were to drop like prime and hazard into any team i would you know what i would try and watch that team as much as I could, it would be a lot of fun. You know, I yeah, it would be fun. So I guess the final point, where, Tom, would you rank him on your all-time list of Chelsea greats? He's in the top tier of Chelsea greats. I, I'm, I'm going to need more specific than top tier. Is he top five? I didn't, now you're going to have to make me think. Look, he, he for me, he, for me, he's my favourite football player ever. He is my favourite footballer ever. Um... For, for me, I preferred watching him to any other Chelsea footballer, no, even Lampard, even Dropper, yeah, even that, Terry. Because you were, because obviously, if you want, because at the start you said you were eleven when he signed. I was thirteen, and that does might not that might not seem much to like a much of an age gap to people. But I feel that is a bit of a actual when it comes to eras and like understanding football, because I thankfully still sort of got a lot of like Lampard sort of in his maybe the, like in his prime, whereas you maybe got. Towards the a tiny, maybe a tiny bit of his prime, but towards the end, I, I, and Eden Hazard, you, you obviously was then maybe the first superstar, right? Because obviously you maybe you'd have known about Drogba, and you ain't know his, but they were maybe slightly waning a little bit. So yeah, just your thoughts on, on that. I came into football relatively late, right? It wasn't until like I think the first game I truly remember sitting down and watching was the 2009 FA Cup final, and right, that's like okay. the first game I remember. I remember watching that game. Okay. Right, yeah. Um, I didn't really like football until I was about eight. Okay, so I, I remember watching that game, and then the year after, I became a football fanatic. I loved it. But you're you're nine, you're ten. You can't. I can't form opinions. I don't know how good these players. I know Lampard's yeah. good. He he scores a goal every week. You know, I know he's good. But so for me, I grew up with Eden Hazard. I grew up watching him, adoring him, learning about football sort of through Eden Hazard. So that he he has a, he has a very very special place to me. He's not the best player ever to play for Chelsea Football Club. It's it's Frank Lampard, without a doubt. You know, like Frank Lampard, you know, Peter Osgood, you can't compare them. It's it's, it's a little bit silly, isn't it? But like, I'm not going to go and say Eden Hazard needs a statue over John Terry, over Petr Cech, over even Didier Drogba. But I I would have to have Hazard on that level. Um, I asked a question to OJ yesterday and basically changed the parameters of the question to make him say yes to this. Do you think... And I'm asking you this question now. Okay. Do you think Eden Hazard 
reached a level of performance, i.e. in 2018 when he was the best player in the world, that any other Chelsea player has ever reached? Uh, From your knowledge? See, I'm, again, because I'm trying to think of what, I can't really necessarily remember what world football was like at the time, like 2009-10. But Frank Lampard that season, if you remember, look at his stats, he basically averaged like a goal or assist every game that season. It was like ridiculous numbers. I think Drogba in 09-10 or 06-07, potentially. But, inter- but again, that I'm younger there, so it's quite tough. To ask, to yeah. ask. I say this, uh, basically everyone on Twitter, Eden Hazard is the most talented player I've ever seen play for Chelsea Football Club. And I'm I not think... sure I will ever see anyone as talented as Eden Hazard play for Chelsea Football Club because he was the third best player in the world. There was yeah. albeit a gap to Messi and Ronaldo, but he was the third best player in the world for a period of time. And we had him at Chelsea. This and, is it was, it. and it was like United having Ronaldo, but we actually got the best of him, whereas United this, didn't get the best of Ronaldo. We got the best of Hazard. It's, it is, Eden Hazard is behind only Thierry Henry in terms of all-time Premier League wingers because Ronaldo did his best work at Madrid. Real yeah. Madrid. He, was, Ronaldo, he had a great the Ronaldo, you know, sort of final season at United and he had some great seasons, but he was not, yeah. And he was also outscored by Nicholas and Elka, but it's not all about stats. Um, <laughs> it's not all about stats. So... Frank Lampard in like the sort of 2009-10. This is this is a tangent, but he was obviously like really up there with the Ballon d'Or with like the Ronaldinho's. And obviously, the I think Ballon d'Or was actually 0-4-5. Okay, I'm talking 0-9-10 because that was that Carlo team that bagged over 100 goals. Yeah, when Lampard got 20 in the league and, and got like, like 50, that. and got like yeah, he got. I think the reason that stat he's not in, but which was 15 and 15, is because he's 22 and 14. Yeah, <laughs> so <That's> like, <laughs> which is still pretty damn good. So yeah. It was, but serious penalty tax. But it's a job. <laughs> job would have bagged forty that season if he was on penalties. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I'm I'm joking. Please don't come for me. Um, yeah, exactly. I love no, but for me, I completely agree. Eden Hazard for me is my my favourite footballer, the best footballer I've ever seen play for Chelsea. He's probably the most technically gifted player I've ever seen for Chelsea. I think he was probably at a peak that no other Chelsea player can match. Maybe other than Lampard. Yeah, um, maybe maybe check first two seasons in terms of goal but I feel goalkeepers are really hard Again, to compare like yeah. it's it's really hard to compare because you've got Czech was one of the best was the best goalkeeper in the world at a time Terry was the best centre-back Cole was the best left-back Lampard was the best midfielder Drogba was the best striker and Hazard was the best winger slash player so he is in that he's on the pantheon he's on he's on the podium he is in that group of players and for me if you had to do it in tiers, because we're teenagers, right? If you had to do it in tiers, there wouldn't be a tier above that Eden Hazard wouldn't be in, in my opinion. I put him up there with the best. And I hope time does him justice. And I hope things like this can do him justice. That's my opinion. I know I am a Hazard defender almost when he doesn't deserve it. And things like that. That is pure heart, pure emotion. That is what he did to me. I've not had this feeling and I probably won't have this feeling about any other footballer ever. Um, I can't go above that. I can't say more. I can't say better. I can't say bigger things about Eden Hazard. He is that guy. Like he really is. I remember, I remember. So, so when he left uh, 2019, I would have been 19 
well, about to go to university. And here's a, here's a little story for you. I was with uh, my partner, Hannah. I was with Hannah at school and she was doing my makeup. Yeah, just for a bit of fun, because that's what <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, OK. Yeah, that's what you, that's what you do in sixth form. Yeah, Hannah yeah, does really good makeup. She did my makeup. She did my eyes, right? I got the notification, the communicado oh, official. No. And you I ruined started the crying and I ruined the makeup <laughs> because I started crying because Eddie, because I, and we knew Eddie Hazard was leaving, right? We knew it for so long. But yet yeah, that, that realization that Eddie Hazard was leaving Chelsea actually made me cry. And I was a 19 year old boy. So if you ever need any more examples of what he is to me, what he has been to me and what he will remain to me, um, I will defend him any time, any day. But yeah, Lamp- Lampard's Chelsea's best ever player, and Lampard's and uh, Hazard's not close. Yeah, if Porto hadn't happened, I'd say he's. He, I have him in consideration for top five greatest of all time at Chelsea. Do you have Kante above him? Yep. Oh, okay, that's interesting. And and um, let me be clear. I also have Aspilicueta above Hazard, but I obviously prefer Eden Hazard to Aspilicueta. It's just I think Aspilicueta is like one of Chelsea's most decorated players, and he's won it all. And yeah, you know, that that's, seems, yeah. I, I define when I do my greatness, I don't do it on the street how much I liked them. I do it on yeah. what they achieved at Chelsea and everything about them. So you, I, I, my top I five would have been I can't Lampard, argue that. Lampard, Drogba, Terry are my top three set in stone. Check at four. Ashley Cole is always my unlucky victim. Oh, like, I he's love so Ashley good. Cole, man. But, but I'm just like, <laughs> but you were also really good before Chelsea as well. But I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and he is really good, but I'm like, just for one Premier League title, you know. It's like, so it's... I'm like, yeah, I'm so, and because of, and I guess the reason why I have Kante's highest is, is just because of how immense he is in that Champions League run in 2021. Yeah. Like he's obviously crucial to Chelsea winning the Premier League in 1617, but there are other like players well to support him. And I'll, and I'll be honest, the Champions League is my favorite club competition. Is the competition I care most about. So I am going to like favor how you do in that competition. And he just was immense in that. So that's why he would probably for me be above and Hazard. But I. I put Eden Hazard can make my top ten. I I can't I can't disagree with any of that, and I I would put Hazard above Aspilicueta, purely because Chelsea fans are going to be more fond of Eden Hazard than Cesar Aspilicueta, and they're going to talk about him more than Cesar Cesar Aspilicueta, and they're going to just remember him more, and he's just going to be more memorable. It's like the longer the longer time goes on, the harder it is to have this conversation. I said this I said this again. I don't want to keep referencing the Blue Crew podcast, right? But um but I said this yesterday. The longer time goes on, the harder it is to have these conversations, right? Because all of a sudden Hazard's not just going, ah, oh, he's the best winger since Henri. He is now competing against Salah, against what we know of Ronaldo. He's going to be competing against, you know, other huge players in in the Premier League, you know, who who knows in years to come, Kylo Mudrick is going to be competing in that conversation, right? Um, like it becomes extremely, extremely hard, you know. But back in two thousand and five, you'd say Lampard, our oh, best best midfielder in Premier League history, because he's up against you know what like Vieira. But now you've got De Bruyne, you've got Kante, and you've got Gerrard, and you've got you know more players yeah. that are added to the conversation. It becomes harder. So, you know, twenty nineteen Hazard leaves. Hazard's like you say, Hazard's a better player, like over Aspilicueta. But then Aspilicueta's won the Champions League now. Kante's won the yeah. Champions League now. All these things get thrown into the conversation. I don't care. Yeah. I prefer Eden Hazard. I would have him there just because of the levels that he got to. Oh, yeah. I think it was higher. I think I think the levels he got to were higher. But obviously, you can't discount what players like Aspilicueta did for how long he did yeah. it for the consistency levels he did it for. That that's all absolutely immense. Yeah, as I said, 
you know, as for Quidditch, I'm I'm just got a soft spot for Dave. I just think he's a, oh, he's, a he's a exactly exactly, and 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 Kante just was ridiculous levels like for like just yeah. So that is where I would sort of rank him. But like there is so I've just so much love for Anazar. He is just fun and said I'm not <laughs> sure, and I've been chasing like a player to be like him since and for one season one brief moment in 1920 I thought Christian Pulisic might be that guy and alas <laughs> and alas well, I, not to I, be did I I think the first thing I said when I came on the podcast the first ever podcast I think it was, was that after Brighton I think was that this one yeah. and um and I think I said that like Werner made me feel for the that was oh, the, the excitement I got from someone like Werner watching him play the way he he, he excited me like Eden Hazard did and I said on our podcast yesterday the fact that how lucky Chelsea got with getting Eden Hazard back in 2011, uh, 2012, sorry, um, is almost like how lucky Chelsea have got with getting Christopher and Kunku right now. Like Chelsea should not have a player like Christopher and Kunku right now. And they didn't really deserve a player like Eden Hazard in 2012, um, which makes me love Eden Hazard even more because yeah. he could have gone to Real Madrid oh, at basically any point, And he didn't. He stayed at Chelsea. He did this all with Chelsea. His story is Chelsea, his best the best time of his career is Chelsea. He is remembered for Chelsea. And there's something special about that as well. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, it, as I said, as fond as I am of a lot of, as some of his players from that Champions League winning squad, unfortunately, some of them have, have left. And while they will be remembered for that, that time at Chelsea, they will also be remembered more so potentially other clubs for elsewhere. And even Juan Mata, for love of my life, people, a load of people are going to remember him more at Man United just because he was there longer, even yeah. though Chelsea was his best years. But thankfully with Eden Hazard, we got that. So no, it was it was a pleasure. And I mean, yeah, it was what a player. The most talented player I've ever seen. And Tom, this is just, you know, this is the beauty. Dude, dudes can literally just sit around and talk about Ed, you know, Eden Hazard and have the best time. <laughs> like Oh, this is you, you you hit the nail on the head um right near the start of the podcast where you said, you know, you started this podcast during lockdown. We started ours just before that. But we never spoke about Eden Hazard. Like I've never sat down and had these conversations because usually, I don't know if you're around a pub and you're with your mates, you, you might whack out like I don't know, like Marouane Shamak or you know Aruna Kone and people like that. You you know if someone goes, oh, here's one for you, Eden Hazard, they'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> of course, Eden Hazard, he's you know he's amazing. To actually sit down and and talk about a player that, as I say, like I basically grew up with. Um, it's quite remarkable. And I can't think of like another player that's retired that has made you think, feel like that. Um, again, this is probably just an age thing, but like, you know, don't really remember Lampard or Terry. I remember yeah, Terry retiring, Lam- but you don't have yeah. these conversations. And their cause... careers started before we were born. So yeah. whereas Eden Hazard's career very much started when we were sort of, yeah, growing up in it's. It's great fun. Oh, it's great fun. Oh, <laughs> and, and, just, and again, it's just, you're taking back to just, the good old days of FIFA, that period of probably like FIFA. I mean, FIFA twelve is pretty good, but FIFA twelve probably through to maybe FIFA fifteen. Uh, just just glory days playing with Chelsea, playing with Eden Hazard back when you could potentially afford Eden Hazard in your ultimate team before the way the game changed. But anyway, I digress. But just good old days with yeah. I'm gonna wait, just... wait. I'm waiting for the flashback Eden Hazard SBC on FC twenty four. Everyone, <laughs> but just oh, but no, it was just fun times. And I said. Chelsea's YouTube had just been like playing Eden Hazard goals on repeat <laughs> just for like ages and I just love it and what I what I do love is because one thing that did sort of make me laugh a bit was when Ronaldo was at Madrid how much United fans were still just bang on about him even though he'd been gone for ages and he was still yeah. like he's very much like 
as much a Real Madrid legend as he was a yeah, United sort of legend. Whereas Eden Hazard, we have just not stopped loving him since he's gone. One hundred percent, and and it's kind of just been like that's cool. We're allowed to do that, and we don't have to feel bad about it at all. It's just been and, nice to and just... he pretty much hasn't threatened to do anything to Chelsea. Like like he went to Stamford Bridge three years in a row and hardly kicked a ball. Basically, like exactly. If you'd, if you'd his his most him... notable action is, is is smiling with his teammates at a full time <laughs> and getting vilified for it. If, you, if you'd have told a Chelsea fan in twenty nineteen you're gonna have to come up against Eden Hazard in the Champions League for the next three years, you'd be like, oh mate, we're screwed. We're never, you know, we're not gonna get past the. We're not gonna get past the round of sixteen ever. And then it turns out. I mean, we only got past him once, but you know, <laughs> yeah, he didn't do anything. <laughs> so, nah, it was nah, it was it was glorious. Yeah, Eden Hazard, what a player, what a player. And if anyone wants to laugh, just go on like YouTube and type in like Chelsea FC Eden Hazard song because this is this is like from eleven, twelve years ago. The Chelsea YouTube channel would do like this guy called Chris Cohen would make songs for the players <laughs> and was this song to Eden Hazard and it's basically like the tune of like Kesarasara and it's like the most. <laughs> cringe thing ever but i kind of <laughs> love it and it's adorable so people go go check that out it's um it's it's good fun but yeah tom that was a lot of fun you know oh, mate it's all, all the time exactly exactly <laughs> talking talking about it's just fun talking about it and has and it's nice you know to talk about i mean you know just talk about good times uh at chelsea football club um before you go give yourself one last plug where people can find you and all your stuff yeah, if you're still here thank you so much this is gonna be long <laughs> i know yeah probably well what yeah just under 90 minutes or so, sort of effort. Um, yeah, uh, at Tom Coley 49 on Twitter and all of my stuff on Football London, you can see uh, the best stuff there. And also at the Blue Crew Pod one for um, me and two friends, two Chelsea fans talking Chelsea pretty inconsistently. Um, but we have also done an Ed Hazard special, but this covers pretty much all of the same things. Uh, so, yeah, thank you very much. It's it, it's It's been a pleasure and um, I thought, considering I've consumed pretty much non-stop Eden Hazard content, read all of the pieces from all of the good writers on him, listened to all of the podcasts on him, spoken about him for like four and a half hours, written piece after piece on him for the last two days. I thought I'd be fatigued um, and I'm not. I'm still smiling as much as I was basically at the start um, because it's Eden Hazard and just like, never have felt like this about a footballer and probably never will. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe maybe someone in this current Chelsea crop will make you feel that way again. But yeah, that was a lot of fun to say. Tom's links will be in the description below. As for us, we're on Twitter or X at that Chelsea pod, Instagram at that Chelsea pod, Fred's that Chelsea pod, on all your usual podcast platform providers, Apple, Spotify, etc. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please leave a rating view whenever I do put any likes or reposts go a long way and yeah that was a lot of fun to, to have a conversation about Eden Hazard the most talented player I ever got to see play at Stamford Bridge you know maybe not a scorer uh not a great goal scorer but a scorer of, of great goals and you know that's not a bad thing to be some some player car what I do to have a player like him again at Chelsea but until the next episode folks keep blue flag flying high sports social podcast network Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.